Welcome to day 18 of the Critics Not Cynics 31 Days of Horror Spectacular. And on today's episode, we're going to be talking about another uh, kind of haunted attraction-themed type uh, horror film. And I might be a little bit shorter on this one because, again, it's been a while since I've watched some of these. So I kind of have to do a lot of this from memory recall. And I think the last time I watched this one was two years ago. But this is the Funhouse Massacre. And I know when I kind of came back to Twitter last year, this was one of my 31 Days of Horror recommendations then. So it makes sense that it would make it in here for kind of a film review and a recommendation for this month. So the basic premise of of this movie is six of the world's scariest psychopaths escape from a local asylum and proceed to unleash terror on the unsuspecting crowd of a Halloween funhouse whose themed mazes are inspired by their various reigns of terror. So I'm going to go ahead and play the trailer for you, and then we'll talk about the movie. Dahmer and Bundy and Gacy, they're just the ones that got all the press. We house the ones that you whisper about around the campfire. Let's give the boys a tour of their new playground. It looks like a killer scene tonight here at the Macon County Funhouse. We may need crowd control. That is right, Dr. David. People are literally losing their heads to get in here tonight. I'm not scared. looks so real. That other one's hot. This place is too scary for me. Besides, only white people like this. Oh, man, you have to sensitize you all right. You truly are sick individuals. Let me guess. Your friend's been murdered at the funhouse. Wow, that was actually pretty realistic. be a good time to run. I hate Halloween. Are you crazy? Do you know what's happening out there? Oh, you mean the deranged serial killers who are pretending to be haunted house characters and killing everybody? These games look so fun. All right, guys, so let's talk about this movie. Now, you may have heard some familiar voices while listening to the trailer, and uh, one of them being Robert Englund, who plays the warden at the very beginning of the film. He has a nice, very uh, short cameo. I kind of wish it was longer. He's such an iconic horror 
uh, actor and, you know, he played Freddy and you've seen him in a bunch of different other horror films and he's shown up in a bunch of different cameos and, and other films like Hatchet and uh, Fear Inc. I think is one of his things. And, you know, man's been around for a long time now and he's such an icon and he's so great whenever he's on the screen. Um, so he kind of starts us off with uh, a little tour of this insane asylum that houses these very uh, dangerous criminals um, that most of people have never really even been aware of or, or have heard about. And he is taking a reporter around and kind of introducing her to all of the uh, killers. Now, I'm not going to go through everybody that I know in there that is a killer, but you have uh, Clint Howard, who plays the taxidermist. Um, there is Candace DeVisier, who plays Dollface and or slash Ms. Quinn. E.E. E. Bell's Animal, who actually I think is not one of the killers. I think he's one of one of the patrons. Um, oh... I don't know who plays the very big guy, but there's also this, and you would see his, um, his, um, face on the, on the poster is, is what, um, you would normally see, uh, if you've seen trailers or, or even seen the, the picture, he's kind of got the, the torn clown mask on his face and, um, against the background. Uh, but you have all these different kind of killers that, they have housed in this insane asylum, but uh, Ed, and Jerry Burns is the mental uh, Manny, who's kind of their their leader. And uh, as uh, Robert Anglin is taking this reporter around, the inmates get loose, and as they go and escape, they find their way out to this kind of uh, little. Uh, Halloween theme park. It's it's been it's a popular local local um, kind of fun house, kind of like kind of like Dent Schoolhouse or kind of like Land of Illusion um, up in Middleton, Middletown. And, uh, you know, one of those things where it's got uh, a, a few of the kind of haunted house mazes and, and stuff like that. Nothing as big as like what you see in Hellfest or in Bloodfest. Um, but you know, just kind of a local one that's very popular. You have the local radio, uh, station, um, kind of doing, uh, commentary throughout the night and doing, you know, what, what radio stations do, little contests and, and stuff to promote the show and, and all that. But little does everyone know that, um, mental Manny and his kind of crew have, uh, decided to give them a night that everyone's going to remember. And as everybody gets kind of in uh, for the night to, to do all the attractions stuff, the asylum um, escapees all kind of lock them in and uh, start kind of killing people one by one. As you heard in the trailer, like there there's a scene where they're in one of the one of the attractions. And uh, I believe it is um, doll. Um, the doll face um, who ends up killing somebody and the group of, of your main characters are kind of walking by and there's like a glass, um, separating them. And as the person gets killed, like one of the characters goes, wow, that looks really real. And it's kind of impressed by that. Uh, and that's when, you know, there are moments and there's very, some very similar, uh, 
very many similarities to uh, Hellfest in this, where you know they don't quite believe what they're seeing. They think it's actors doing their roles, and then it kind of comes out later that uh, you know this is all real. So one other thing is that this is also kind of a, a comedy. It's a it's a it's a dark comedy, but uh, it's it's it has fun with it, as you might have heard in the trailer. Like you have the very incompetent deputy who's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to kill you. And then he shoots and he keeps missing. He hits everything like around uh, the killer and the one who carries the mallet around. And uh, he just is not hitting his target at all. And he's kind of a, a, a doofus. And you have the, the sheriff, who uh, Sheriff Kate, played by Scotty Thompson, who is a very strong character and one, and one I really like in this movie. And she's kind of a no-nonsense uh, cop. And yet she's got kind of this very dopey uh, archetype deputy, kind of the ones we've seen in like Halloween four or no Halloween five um, and glass house on the left. Um, what else have we kind of seen these uh, scream for Anthony Anderson and Adam Brody's, uh, you know, deputies like they're not really good at their jobs, but they're there for comedic relief. And, and that's kind of what uh, he her deputy, uh, you know, serves in his role. Um, that's, you know, Ben Bagley, who actually is the, um, screen, uh, wrote, wrote the screenplay. Uh, so that's, that's something I did not realize as I was looking at this. Um, so this doesn't have a really memorable group of main characters. Um, it's really kind of just focused on, the killers and uh, the killers are just really what you're watching this for. Like you have a group of, of kids that you're following the story along with, but they're not, they don't really stick out. Like, you know, as I've said, um, one of the strong parts of, of any horror film is, is making me empathize with the characters. Uh, this one doesn't really have that. So I think they could have worked on that a little bit more, but also it's not really the focal point. The focal point is on these six, six killers and like Clint Howard as the taxidermist is great. Uh, if you're not familiar with Clint Howard, he's the younger brother or younger or older brother. Um, he's the younger brother of Ron Howard. I, I want to say I might have that wrong, but he, uh, you know, he's, you've seen him in really bit roles. Uh, if you are familiar with ice cream man, he's the, the killer in that, uh, he's, um, in solo, uh, a star Wars story. He's kind of the, the ringleader for the robot, uh, pit fight. Um, he's been in numerous episodes of star Trek. Uh, so he's been around, he's a big character actor. Uh, he was in Austin powers as well. He's in Austin powers movies. So, you know, there's, they're a lot of fun. The killers are a lot of fun. And, and I think the, I wish I could remember what his character name is. I can't quite tell off of IMDb. Um, but the one who, who carries the, the kind of mallet around and is the big buff one and faces on the poster. Uh, he's kind of my favorite out of it. Cause he's just this kind of unstoppable machine and he's a powerhouse. Uh, I also like Jerry Burns a lot as a uh, mental Manny. Like he is definitely the mastermind of all of this. Like he is controlling it all. This is all his master plan. The, pl the escape was planned by him, uh, how the events play out because they allow the things to kind of go 
as normal for a little bit, kind of what I wished um, Bloodfest would have done with its movie, and then starts kind of unloading it on to the civilians and all who are kind of trapped in there. I also like the radio jockeys, and, and I want to say the I know his first name is uh, I believe it's Carlos, but um, and I know I will butcher his uh, last name if I come across it. Ala Zachary, I, I know I'm saying that wrong. He's from Reno 911. He's done the voice of the uh, Taco Bell Chihuahua. Um, you, you would be very familiar with him, especially if you're a fan of Reno 911, which was a fantastic show and I uh, wish it were still around. Uh, he, you know, him as one of the DJs is uh, really good. Like they, they, they really play off each other and they add a lot of the comic relief. And uh, I think you also heard like in the trailer where um, a, a girl kind of hits up against a car and she's screaming and there's blood and you hear the guy that's in the car kind of going, ah, ah. And then he rolls on the window and he goes, miss, are you dead? Like he's a really fun character as well. Uh, and so the comedy is really well balanced in this one. I remember not feeling, uh, that it was very like overwhelmed, like it was too much of a comedy versus, uh, you know, it being a horror film. So I really like that it struck that balance. And a lot of that comedy adds a little bit to like the relief when things kind of do work up. Uh, at, at points in the film. So I think that's all I got to really say about it. I really need to rewatch it. A lot of, of these movies, I really do need to um, revisit because they all have some great things. And sorry if I'm repeating myself a little bit. I, I had to do a quick edit there. My watch liked to respond. And so I needed to, to make sure that was out of there. But um, yeah, any of these movies I've, I've, recommended during this month are definitely all movies that uh, are ones that I want to rewatch or ones I have rewatched multiple times through the years. Uh, I just hate being a little bit fuzzy on them. I like to try to make sure I'm being as detailed as I can in kind of my overall review and, and synopsis of it. But also it's, I can only fit so much time in the day, you know, got my, my job and doing a daily podcast is, uh, you know, for this month is, uh, a little, little tough, but you know, I'm sticking it through. We're, we're over halfway there. Um, and some of you might be asking if I was, if I'm going to recommend any, you know, like mainstream horror ones like Halloween and, or scream or, um, maybe like night of living dead or Friday the 13th or nightmare on Elm street. I may, um, but I feel like those are movies that anyone typically knows to kind of watch for the Halloween uh, season. Uh, so I don't know if I want to really kind of hash those out. If I want to talk about those movies, uh, I'm going to talk about them in greater detail versus just kind of doing a brief synopsis and a brief kind of run through of what I liked, what I didn't like. Um, so we'll 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 see. I've got to think about that a little bit. Um as the month goes on. But yeah, for this one, I'm think I'm going to land on a, on a 3.5 out of five. Uh, I think that will probably need some revising after I rewatch it. Uh, I know, like I said, what they do really strong with this one is the killers. They make the killers really interesting and really fun. And, uh, I, they are the main driving point, but they don't give you really a, a cast of characters 
that are your protagonists that you want to see survive or that you attach to and be like, oh man, I don't want that one to die. Um, they weren't really memorable. I think if they were, they would stick with me a little bit better. Or they, the deaths, like I don't even really remember a whole lot of the kill scenes in this. I do know that there is one, um, and I think it was kind of also caught in Hellfest with a head getting smashed on a mallet for um, like the ring the bell where you like you hit it down with all your strength and the goal is to hit the hit the thing up to the hit the bell and ring the bell. Um, so I think that that was a kill that was in there. Um, I don't remember too many of the other ones. So I do know that I really liked it when I watched it, but it has been, I think I only watched it the one time. So I, I don't think I've, I've revisited this. Um, so it's definitely one that is deserving of a rewatch and one you guys should check out. If you haven't seen it, it is streaming on Amazon prime for free. Uh, so go check it out. 3.5 out of 5, and I reserve the right to change that review once I've rewatched it. All right, guys, we'll see you on day 19.